First you flick this switch, then this switch. That activates. Then you push this button, which will give you five minutes to get out of there. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately, and we'll all be dead. Now, repeat back what I just said. Uh-huh. That's right. No! That's the button that will kill everyone! Try again. Uh-huh. No! That's exactly what you just said! How is that even possible? Which button is the button you're supposed to push? Point to it. No! Hey, you're making him nervous! Shut up and give me some tape! Does anybody have any tape out there? I want to put some tape over the death button. I don't have any tape. Let me check. No, no, no. Do you have any tape? Do you have any What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy, at RoyDog underscore 13 on Twitter. That's R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. And we are in the final breakdown for week three for the Doghouse. Gave you guys a little inside look. Uh, little did anybody know that I recorded the conversations from the DFS chat last weekend. That is exactly what happens every Sunday morning in the DFS chat. Let's try not to kill everybody, all right? Let's try not to do that. Let's kind of go about our business. 
follow the rules of the road as far as DFS is concerned. Um, I was a little leery of this week's schedule at first glance. Um, became a bit more comfortable with it after going through it uh, last night for the podcast and uh, breaking it all down, going through all the matchups, and then coming up with uh, what I feel are the best plays um, and the core four this week. Now, there are some players that are left off. If you're doing game stacks, um, and I'll try to remember to kind of go through that a little bit for a couple of the games that I really, really like, um, where there are players that are not on the sheet that I think are viable. But for, the, I mean, cash, I'm definitely on who I have written up. GPP, I'm going to stick to who I have in the write-ups. Um, but if I do kind of get off, if I find something that I of interest, you know, today I'll make sure, at least in the DFS chat, that I'm going to that I'll uh, bring up. But for the most part, uh, this year I'm really trying to stay focused on just the write-up itself and using players from that write-up. Um, I think if you kind of overthink it, you're going to end up making a worse lineup than what you had initially intended. And that's kind of my focus this year is to just kind of stick to my guns um, and say, no, it's it's this or nothing. It's this or move on. Um, if you don't like it, um, just blow it up. So i uh, done pretty well with that through the first two weeks, and I expect to be doing that again this week for week three. Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll kind of get into kind of couple things of thought for a couple of these games. Core four this week is quarterback Matthew Stafford. Uh, reason being is that I, I would expect the Lions to really have wanted to focus on doing the running game uh, with the defensive-minded coach and with Daryl Bevel being the offensive coordinator. That's kind of been its MO. The thing of it is, is they've really switched it up this year. Um, it's kind of like what we've seen in uh, Cincinnati where they're relying more on Stafford than they are with the running backs themselves. So we get into a matchup with the um, Philadelphia Eagles where you can't really run on them um, unless you do have an elite running back. Then that kind of comes into play as more of a GPP um, guy to kind of pivot from or pivot to, I should say. Um, but for this week, that makes Stafford, who is relatively cheap on all sites, uh, cheapest one at, at least for most of my for my cash game guys, and I believe for my GPP. Um, so that's the guy that I'm going to rely on. It helps to fit in some of the big boys that we want at running back uh, this week for our cash games. Uh, also utilizing running back Frank Gore for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, no Devin Singletary in there. So really what you have is you, ha you do have TJ Yeldon in there. He may come into play, but I believe in this game that what you're going to see is a lot of running. Um, Josh Allen did miss the cut. He was a last-minute cut um, last night when I was writing this all up. Um, he 
he's a little bit higher price. And as much as I like Josh Allen, and do think that he may be viable still in the GPP setting. Um, with that defense, I think they're going to be relying on the old man in this game. Um, Frank Gore, you know, just won't die. And I think if you do not have him in your lineup, at least for cash, I think you're going to die. Uh, be the other running backs that die. Uh, be like the other running backs that die. Man, I really can't fucking talk this morning. Good thing I got my monster. But um, moving on, I'm going to pair Kenny Galladay with Matthew Stafford. I'm going to stand on that ledge and be the end-all, be-all. That's the guy that I really, really want. Really terrific matchup uh, against the Eagles again. Number one wide receivers are tearing them the fuck up. So I want to stay true to that and uh, believe that Kenny Galladay will exceed his value this week. And then Last but certainly not least, we got another wide receiver. I'm going to run out Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, good game against the Carolina Panthers in Arizona. Um, Kyler Murray uh, missed the cut. Yeah. I have my feelings about Kyler Murray. Um, and I'm going to stick to my belief structure that he will not be as good as everybody thinks that he's going to be this weekend. Um, I do understand it's a good matchup, but uh, as we'll get into in the running back section, uh, I'm on another player for that game, really. But I believe Larry Fitzgerald, at his price, is going to get his value, should actually be the recipient of a Kyler Murray touchdown. Uh, So he should exceed his value at a very low cost to us. All right, let's get into it. Um, Quarterbacks this week. Or cash, Patrick Mahomes, number one option. Can't go wrong. The only problem is it's going to be very hard to get any of the running backs, any top-end wide receivers, uh, and any uh, tight end that were really comfortable in cash uh, to fit him in. So um, with us also being on the higher-end defenses, which I do not believe you should fade uh, for at least in your cash games, um, it makes him kind of a lower lower own option in cash um, and he's more of a GP probably more of a GPP quarterback but if you are comfortable having Patrick Mahomes and not and not even having uh, one of his receiving options uh, in your lineups I believe you can just go ahead and just use them as a one-off if you can fit it in uh, just be really careful with that because that means you're going to have to drop down in a lot of spots so uh, same goes with Lamar Jackson really like him in this game as well uh, with the rushing, um, offense is really, you know, catered to him. Um, he's going to be busy. I still expect Kansas City is going to get up on them and get on them and get on them pretty hard. Get on them quick, fast, a lot of points. Um, so he's going to have to play catch up. I do not think he's the second coming of, uh, Christ, but um, for at least this week in DFS purposes, uh, he is a viable option and a very good viable option. Uh, Dak Prescott is also on here. Can't go wrong with it. Um, I am not going to use him in cash, uh, but with what he's shown the last two weeks against a couple of really bad defenses that have allowed you know plenty of points to quarterbacks over the first two weeks. Um, he has a viable option against Miami. The only thing that worries me is that they're going to get up too high. but uh, So it might slow down his production come the second half. I don't think they pull him. I just think um, he could be neutered just a bit. 
Uh, Tom Brady, stable option. Uh, he's relatively cheap compared to the top three mentioned above. So if you want to drop down to him, I think he's really safe uh, this week against the New York Jets. And uh, he's shown for the first couple of weeks that he can definitely put up the points. So I'm kind of surprised that his price is as low as what it is, especially on FanDuel and Yahoo. Uh, he's a little bit more expensive on DK and Fantasy Drafts, so that makes me kind of want to not use him on those two sites. But uh, FanDuel and Yahoo, he's definitely viable. And then we have uh, my core four quarterback, which is Matthew Stafford. Um, I did mention it's a little bit riskier option, but I I honestly think this is a really good spot to be in. Um, I did utilize him on Yahoo. The thing that the thing that really sold me on Matthew Stafford was um, with my cash lineups that I made. I did make four. I made one on each on each site, so I have them ready to go, um, and. I did not, I only had an extra dollar um, on Yahoo, so I, I didn't want to change anything and come off Stafford. So I do have Stafford across the board on all four. Uh, GPP options, I think this is a really good good spot for Deshaun Watson this week. Uh, mixed in with the top three quarterbacks, he's going to be relatively low owned if, you know, he could be under 10%. It doesn't really matter too much for me in cash or GPP what the um, ownership percentage is, but uh, I really like him in this spot, especially with Houston going to LA to face the Chargers. Uh, I think he could definitely exceed his value uh, across the board. Matt Ryan is available. Uh, he almost did get cut for this week. But I can't argue that the production is actually coming through him. So, and I like his receiving options as well, um, especially Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley did not make the article, um, but he's he's he is viable uh, if you want to write him down as well. Um, I like it. Now, I am kind of on Devonta Freeman, but I understand that it's a very scary option for running back. Um, but this is a really smash spot with uh, Darius Leonard being out for the Indianapolis. Um, so I do like the cheaper option in going with Freeman, who I believe is actually cheaper than Matt Ryan's. Let's check real quick. Yeah, he's cheaper than Matt Ryan across the board. So um, he, I, if you're gonna pivot, if you're gonna pivot. Off Ryan, I would actually pivot to Freeman if you want to get exposure to that Atlanta game. I don't think anybody's going to really. I mean, they they've been talking Freeman up on the radio and every and everywhere that I've looked, but I really doubt anybody's going to go there because um, they're just going to wait until it actually happens. And the key to winning a GPP is actually getting ahead of the curve. So definitely keep a, keep Freeman in your mind at running back. That's a little early look. Uh, last but certainly not least, Russell Wilson. Um, he's a little risky in my opinion, uh, just because Seattle could get up on New Orleans if Teddy Bridgewater cannot leave this offense, and I do understand that. Um, 
you know, there's another quarterback available for uh, the New Orleans Saints, but um, even with a good matchup, I just, for some reason, I think it's one week too early uh, to jump back on New Orleans. That's why I'm not there. And that could hinder the Seattle side of the ball. I've heard some Chris Carson um, rumors that he's a good play this week because of Rashad Penny not being there, but I still respect the New Orleans defense as far as uh, stopping the run, um, even though they are suffering from a couple of injuries uh, right up the middle. Um, they still kind of showed last week against the L.A. Rams that uh, it, they're going to neuter your running game at least a little bit and not get any value. Jared Goff is an option. Pre-Yahoo Fantasy Draft. All the all the Sunday Night Football options, these are all going to be GPP this week. I didn't find anything that I really cared to put in my lineups um, for cash outside of, say, maybe Cooper Cup. Uh, so all the Sunday Night Football options that you will read about, or, or not read about, I just inserted them. I didn't put anything on there. But um, Jared Goff is going to be in Cleveland, and generally, Cherikoff isn't all that great on the road. Um, but the thing to monitor is uh, the injuries that the Cleveland Browns secondary has coming into this week. If there's a couple of guys that sit, then Cherikoff becomes viable. You probably won't know about that until Sunday morning. Um, quite possibly later in later Sunday afternoon. So for your initial builds when you're going through the Sunday early through Sunday night football, you may not know. So, but definitely he's he's in play for uh, prime time slate this week. Uh, so just pay attention to that. Running backs, uh, we got four good ones right off the bat. You're gonna have, and as far as your um, FanDuel pricing, they are the top four. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook. All four are very, very viable. Giants are gonna Giants are gonna really lean on Barkley this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And even though the Buccaneers have been good on paper against uh, running backs as far as points scored, Saquon Barkley is a completely different animal. And with Christian McCaffrey playing last Thursday night on a short week, I think that only helped. Uh, Tampa as far as their front four and their front seven as a whole uh, because he didn't he only had the short week of rest that's why we had Christian McCaffrey fail uh, last week for our prime time for our uh, uh, showdown slates um, and that's a bad on my part not thinking about the running backs coming in on a short week uh, Zeke Elliott is probably my favorite of the top three um and this is kind of where I'm leaning in cash as far as going at running back um, for my payout spot. Um, Zeke should have a, a really good day against the Dolphins and should actually hit and exceed his value um, by the end of the third quarter. You know, So even if he has to sit in the whole fourth quarter, I think we're already going to get our value plus. Um, through that point of the game anyway. So I'm not really too concerned about it. Uh, yes, Dak Prescott is listed in cash. I don't care if you go there 
um, if you're going to go a different route as far as um, your running backs are concerned. So, uh, but I, I'm leaning on Zeke, and I've I've got him in every lineup, uh, as well as Dalvin Cook. Um, you really can't argue with what the production that you're getting under this revamped offensive line and systems for the Minnesota Vikings. And against Oakland, you're going to see plenty of it. I know there's a lot of people that are going to gravitate towards uh, Kirk Cousins with Diggs and Thielen, and I don't hate it, um, but they fell slightly underneath what I was looking for um, this week as far as the positions themselves. Cousins just didn't fit. It's a run first off, a heavy run first offense. And I think they're going to get up on Oakland real quick at home, which means that there's not going to be a really that big of a need for um, Cousins to pass again. I don't think you're going to see only 10 throws, but I mean, you're looking at possibly under 20 throws again this week, like the, like there was in week one. Uh, going back to Christian McCaffrey, I do really, really like him um, against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they will lean on him with Kyle Allen starting uh, for the injured Cam Newton. So definitely don't forget about Christian McCaffrey. If you're not on Zeke Elliott, I don't mind you spending the extra 100 bucks on FanDuel for him. Now he's a little bit higher on Yahoo. He's about 7 bucks uh, more expensive. So that's probably where I would fade him uh, between the two. But he is slightly cheaper than Zeke on DK which is the full PPR, which is where we like him, and Fancy Draft, which is also full PPR, which is where we like him. So definitely keep him in mind um, over on those two sites because, you know, you get the flip-flop between the half point and the full point. Uh, added this week, oh, my God, I can't believe I put Austin Eckler in right up. But he's, he's shown up first two weeks now. He may have gotten a cheap touchdown uh, because Jackson got his taken away, which allowed Eckler to stay on the, get back on the field and actually score his own touchdown. But I'm not going to argue with it. And Houston hasn't really done well against pass-catching running backs, so that's some place that we can really exploit, especially if you need the savings. Another guy that I like that I think is very viable is Aaron Jones. I think we're going to get him in a lot lower ownership because everybody's going to be scared about what LaFleur said about sharing the workload with Jamal Williams. The thing of it is, is Jamal Williams comes in questionable into this game. Plus, you get a Denver defense that is really allowing uh, points to the running backs so far this season. I think it continues this week. Aaron Jones is averaging over five yards a carry um, through his career. Uh, you know, we're talking and then 10 yards, 10 yards per pass, per pass reception. So I think he's going to rip off at least one, if not two long TDs this week. That's kind of my call. I'll probably use him. I'll be using him and GPP more uh, to get off some of the higher, the higher running backs where I think Aaron Jones has upside to actually match or exceed. So and my cash lineup's already made, so I can tell you that right off the key, that that's what I'm going to do. So Frank Gore, I got him across the board. Nice, cheap option. Um, all I'm looking for is for him to get value, and he can do it. 
against a really terrible Cincinnati defense. So I'm going to take advantage of it. I know a lot of people don't like him because he is not getting uh, pass receptions, but this is kind of like how I said with Adrian Peterson last week. Um, with the lower price on your full-point PPR sites, you're getting even an even heavier discount than what you are in the half-point PPR sites. So we need to take advantage of that if we're wanting to pay up for certain positions and not, you know, have a guy that's going to lay a goose egg in our cash lineups. That's what we're trying to do. Safe, reliable options. Frank Gore is safe. He is reliable in this offense. And I understand that Josh Allen does, you know, run for his own yards. But Frank Gore is not going to come out of this game. There's no Devin Singletary here to split carries. They obviously do not want T.J. Yellen on the field. So that means that Frank Gore is going to get a heavy, heavy workload this week. So I don't see the need to really go anywhere else. Darwin Thompson, I have listed. Now, he's in play He's in play for cash because he offers you even more of a discount if LaShawn McCoy doesn't play. Now, it sounds like McCoy is going to play. So, I mean, he's only really viable if McCoy isn't there. If McCoy's there, McCoy's going to be on the field for the majority of the snaps. Don't try and get cute. Don't use them in GBP. If McCoy sits, he's good for cash, but I think he's probably actually a better play for GPP because I just don't know what we're going to get in Thompson, but I do like his upside. So just be careful with that. I think just go down to Frank Gore. Just live with it. There's your discount at running back and move on. GPP, running backs. Have Mark Ingram listed. Ravens really need to keep this close. At least within two scores for Mark Ingram to be reliable. Otherwise, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot more running from Lamar Jackson, and you're going to see a little bit more of Justice Hill on the field as being the pass catching back. That doesn't mean that Mark Ingram can't catch passes. It just means if we believe that the Chiefs are going to get up by a lot on an injury-riddled defense, then Mark Ingram gets neutered. Now, I've heard rumors that it could be some bad weather uh, in Baltimore, which would make me be a little bit higher on Mark Ingram and will make me definitely consider him. But just be careful with it. Um, this is kind of the same idea that I had for Josh Jacobs and why I had left him in GPP, but I had warned that if they got up well, by a lot, um, it could kill Jacobs' value. It's the same kind of idea, although we do have a veteran versus a rookie, so he may stay on the field a little bit more because he does offer um, really good pass blocking. So. David Johnson for Arizona. There's a lot of people that are going to be flocking to Murray. Um, even on the Elite Fantasy show, you had Jeff Mann saying that he really liked Murray and he thought that he was going to get a touchdown rushing this week uh, in the red zone. 
I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I don't think he gets a rushing touchdown. And I think that's what people are going to bank on against the Carolina Panthers. In my opinion, if there was ever a spot to play David Johnson this week in our GPP lineups, it is this week. You're going to see a lot of Murray lineups, but I think David Johnson can get 100 yards and can get a touchdown or two against this Panthers defense, which if people are going to go ahead and use Murray, especially in cash, and you have the cash game, you know, people kind of transfer the cash game lineups to GPP and offshoot from the cash lineup. So what you're going to see is a lot of people are going to use Kyler Murray, but they're going to forget all about David Johnson because they don't want to do the pairing with the wide or with the uh, quarterback and the running back in the same game. I'm not one of those guys. In GPP, I think especially it's viable to put a running back and a quarterback together and just leave it like that because then you control the whole offense in, in itself. So I've always been okay with it. I've even done it in cash, um, especially when uh, Demarcus Murray was with uh, the Titans and I had and Mariota was still viable. Um, I've run, I, I have ran Mariota Murray lineups and they just they just crushed. But uh, I don't think it's, I don't think that's viable for David Johnson and Kyler Murray. I'm going to put my stamp on David Johnson uh, before I ever put my stamp on Kyler Murray because David Johnson is a stud. He's just playing in a shitty, a for another shitty team. Uh, Devonta Freeman is going to be the last option. This is the guy that I said everybody's talking about, but I doubt they're actually going to use. Uh, it's very dangerous because he hasn't shown anything. The offensive line has been bad. And this is where everybody thought, you know, Atlanta was going to be viable with their rushing game because this offensive line, this new offensive line, and it has not shown up. But against the Indianapolis Colts, I'm just going to have to eat crow on the fact that Indy's defense has not looked good against the run, um, getting beat, you know, in consecutive weeks weeks by uh, their opponents running games, so just going to go ahead and just follow the, that trend and I'm going to cover my eyes with him and uh, yeah, and hope for the best, but I do think he's very viable, and he's, and he's dirt cheap too, so Sunday Night Football options, you got Todd Gurley Malcolm Brown for the LA Rams which I think may be more viable than Jared Goff because the Browns have had issues stopping the run. It's just going to be where you at as far as these two go. Now, both of them could actually be good options for the prime time slate. You just own the backfield, so um, keep that in mind. Uh, we also have Nick Chubb. I still like running backs against L.A. Uh, they're going to try and get Nick Chubb involved in the passing offense, which is what I like. Um, so I'm going to take them for their word that they're going to get him involved so he'll be on the field just a bit more. Moving on to wide receiver, uh, start at the top. you got DeAndre Hopkins. If I like Deshaun Watson, that means I like DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to have to pay a heavy price for him. But um, against this Chargers defense, Casey Hayward 
Casey Hayward has not stopped uh, wide receiver ones this season. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and go, hmm, it's still Casey Hayward. No, there's a trend that's been showing up. Hawkins will beat Casey Hayward. Will Fuller can beat Casey Hayward at this point because he has no safety count whatsoever. Julio Jones, surprisingly, viable for cash. You know, smash bot against Indy. He's going to be going against rookie Rock Yasin. He's way overmatched. He's way bigger in this matchup. I should have put Calvin Ridley in the write-up, um, but I had to cut. I had to start cutting away some of the wide receivers because I've got like 20 guys listed. Um just based on values uh, all the way from the top to the bottom. So that's why you have so many wide receivers. Just kind of gives you the options that you like. Um, Calvin really didn't make it, but I don't care. If you're if you're doing a Matt Ryan stack and you want to use Julio and Calvin, uh, it's perfectly fine. Um, I'm not worried about it. I did have, I did like uh, Austin Hooper a little bit too, but I think that's just a spot to fade him this week. Um, I'd still start him in seasonal, but as far as DFS is concerned, I'm passing by him. We have Amari Cooper for the Dallas Cowboys against Miami Dolphins facing Xavier Howard. Um, but <laughs> Xavier Howard is struggling, and he's not stopping wide receiver ones. Everybody's starting to want to go over towards Devin Smith. Everybody's wanting to get over towards Randall Cobb because they see Xavier Howard's name. But when you look at it, he's just been getting blown away. And with a guy like Cooper who makes his living, you know, on, on these fly routes, these longer routes, um, utilizing his speed, he he's definitely on track to burn Howard in this matchup. I'm not worried about it. Uh, the guy I kind of like a little bit better uh, just because of price is we have Mike Evans for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Evans has really sucked through the first two weeks. Now he was sick, and then he had a short week last week against the Carolina Panthers. So I'm kind of putting that into consideration of why we haven't seen any you know much production from Mike Evans. Um, but he is in a very smash spot against Janoris Jenkins this week. And the thing that may keep people off him is just for the fact that, you know, Jameis Winston has looked like bang shit. Jameis Winston is in my write-up, but I think he's very viable to play this week. But I'm not going to trust him with my money. I'll trust him in season long where I have a share of him in a two-quarterback league. But as far as DFS, I'm just going to go ahead and fade Jameis. I uh, do like Mike Evans. I do have uh, Chris Godwin in there, but he's more of a GPP option to me just based on the price because now Godwin is more expensive than Evans. And that's why I prefer to pivot to the guy who, with the more talent uh, in this offense and who is going to show that he is the true number one. Uh, Kenny Galladay made every one of my lineups. He's in the core four. Clear runaway spot uh, at wide receiver against the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think I need to say anything more. Uh, we have Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon. Julian Edelman is better. 
used on the full PPR sites to get full value out of him. Now he hasn't hit value this week, and neither has Josh or this year, and neither has Josh Gordon. Um, but there's things in play with Antonio Brown being cut that puts all the pressure back onto Edelman and Gordon to uh, fill the role um, as a top option. I like both. Julian Edelman has a good has a good matchup in the slot. Josh Gordon is going to take the Antonio Brown role, which I was going to write up this week. But now you get a hell of a discount. And a lot of people are going to be on Josh Gordon. So it's a riskier fade if you don't want to go with him. Uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and fade him anyway. I've faded him anyways in most of my lineups, knowing that he's in a good spot because I want Josh Gordon to really show it. So, but Gordon is cheaper of the two on all the sites. Uh, he's a hell of a lot cheaper. So, um, if you if you want to have somebody, especially if you're using Brady and you want to have a pairing on there, uh, go ahead, just use Josh Gordon or use Julian Edelman. I don't I don't have a problem with it. Mikael um, Hardman makes the list again. His price is up a bit, but he is still relatively cheap across the board. I think the only spot that I did not use him was in on fantasy draft because you you have the option with the two running backs and two wide receivers. You also get two flex, unlike most of the sites where you're forced to use that third wide receiver. So. On fantasy draft, what I did was, um, you know, I had Frank Gore, had him fill in one of the spots for running back, and then put in, um, God, do I still have it? Yeah, I still have it here. I'm going to try and, I'll read you off this lineup. Yeah, so I put in Frank Gore, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, and Zeke Elliott in that lineup. So, you know, I'm sticking, I'm sticking to my cash, my cash game plays. I go four running backs on uh, fancy draft. It's worked out very, very well because um, you really want the guys that are going to handle the ball uh, more often than not, not have to rely on the quarterback and wide receivers to hook up. So that's kind of been my little thing on fantasy draft. Uh, GPP, of course, you know, you could, go, you could go four wide at wide receiver if you really wanted to. Um, and I think it's a viable option. But that's why Harbin didn't make it onto the fantasy draft roster, but he did make it on the other three sites. So just an FYI. Uh, TK Metcalf, he's cheaper than Tyler Lockett. Um, and <laughs> And I said Lattimore is broken at cornerback for the Saints, so I'm sure Steve Renner is going to give me a ton of shit for this. Uh, but we have we have to take our biases out. I I still like like I still like Marshawn Lattimore, but from what I'm seeing, it's just something's got to something's got to be fixed before I'm going to not attack Lattimore now on the outside. Uh, especially with DK Metcalf being cheaper than Lockett, plus he's taking a little bit more targets, which I like. So a um, little bit more reliable option uh, for Russell Wilson. Uh, Marquise Brown, uh, he's just he's questionable for right now, so we're making him a little bit cheaper, uh, or not cheaper, but uh, 
less ownership, but I really doubt it, especially since everybody's gravitating towards the Kansas City-Baltimore game. He's very, very viable, um, especially when the Q tag comes off. He's cheap. Uh, do like him at his price. And he's in a good matchup. He's getting targeted heavily. It doesn't matter what the snap share is. When he's on the field, that's when he's on the field, that's who Lamar Jackson is looking for. Every time he's on the field, that is who he's looking for. So until any of these defenses actually solve this issue and start rolling safety help over there, he's going to be an option. So, uh, but I do like Larry Fitzgerald a little bit cheaper. It's 200 bucks cheaper on uh, FanDuel. That's why I went with him. Uh, he's going to be Kyler. He is Kyler's go-to wide receiver. So in a game that I expect is going to be a little bit higher scoring, uh, I'm going to roll with Fitz and just be happy with it. The old man keeps going. I uh, do like John Brown, same price on FanDuel. Uh, and he's he's a little bit more expensive on the other side, so that's kind of why I'm not using him. He is Josh Allen's go-to guy. It's not Cole Beasley. It's not uh, Zay Jones. It's John Brown. He likes John Brown. The only problem is, it's like, okay, are they just going to run it all damn day on, on Cincinnati? And that's kind of what I'm expecting. So... I'm going to get off of the passing game, and I'm just going to stick with the running back. We'll just go that route. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders does have kind of a bad matchup with Jair Alexander, uh, who is the Packers' slack cornerback, and I love Alexander. Uh, but Sanders has had bad, actually had bad matchups the first two weeks, and he's produced, and his price continues to stay low. So if you're going to tell me that Sanders is going to get targeted another 10 times in this game. Um, I would expect him to pull out seven receptions, possibly a touchdown. This defense is not going to completely shut down this offense. It's just not. Will Flacco turn the ball over? Sure. But that just means that Denver's behind. He's going to have to throw more. Put two to two together. Just works out. Uh, James Washington. Very good value across the board. He should be a higher-owned um, value guy this week uh, based on the fact that he is Mason Rudolph's favorite guy going back to their time at Oklahoma State. So that's the reason why he was producing in the preseason was mostly because he was with Mason Rudolph. So if James Washington is still on your waiver wires for a seasonal, uh, go ahead and get yourself a share of this uh, because this could be a very, very reliable option for us the rest of the season. Uh, moving on to GPP, Chris Godwin told you too expensive for cash, but definitely an option if you want to stack buckles for uh, GPP. Uh, do like T.Y. Hilton on the other side. Percent does like to target Hilton, and we have a weak Falcon secondary. Uh, the only thing is he's not fully reliable with a with Brissett, who's not going to throw for like 300 yards. Sammy Watkins uh, would have been good for cash if it wasn't for Hardman's price. So, but I do, I do think if you're going to do um, a Patrick Mahomes stack, uh, include Watkins and get off the Demarcus Robinson chalk. Uh, Demarcus, I love Demarcus Robinson. Everybody knows I like Demarcus Robinson, but. Uh, um, 
he does he doesn't show up every week, so you have to pick your spots with him. And I think this is going to be where Sammy Watkins goes up and Demarcus Robinson goes down at very lower ownership. Uh, Tyler Lockett still like him. Uh, if I like Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, I do like Tyler Lockett coming out of the slot. Uh, we got PJ Williams, but uh, can't trust him really in cash. He he has a chance to score a long touchdown this week, so keep him in mind if you're looking for somebody for a little bit of uh, mid-range value. Uh, otherwise, if you need a high flyer, uh, look at Will Fuller. He's very much cheaper than Tyler Lockett across the board, so uh, definitely Watson stacks. You know, you want to have Hopkins. If I if I was stacking Houston, LA Chargers. What I would probably do is I would do Watson with Hopkins and Fuller because Fuller's got to break out here at some point in time. Um, even if you faded Hopkins because you wanted to save the money, I don't have a problem with it. I'd probably still use Fuller and then put Eckler on the other side. Okay. Uh, Detroit, I'm very much on Detroit this week. So Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola are both in play. Uh, for the Detroit side, got a really terrible secondary. Eagles just give up points to everybody. Um, I did make a point to tell you that uh, Amendola is facing Avanta Maddox. Maddox. Good God. Uh, this week, who is a guy that we definitely have to pick on out of the slot. And then, of course, you got Randall Cobb and Devin Smith if you're doing um, you know, a DAC lineup and you need a cheaper guy. Uh, Devin Smith is probably actually good for cash just because his ownership is going to be a lot higher taking over for Gallup. Um, but it's just not a spot that I want to, I want to be in. Uh, I do need to talk about Eagles. They don't know. They still don't know yet if Jeffrey is going to play or not. So if he doesn't play, Nelson Aguilar is in play for cash. Uh, it's a cheap option. He's going to be very, very chalky, so be very careful with it because when everybody's on Nelson Aguilar, that's when he fails. The only time to really ever get on Nelson Aguilar is when people are not on him, like what we did in the primetime slate and the showdowns last weekend. We are talking about what, what kind of pivots we got. Well, use Nelson Aguilar because nobody's going to fucking use him, and look what happened. Every Nelson Aguilar lineup I, you, I had cash because it just so happened that he was the only one of the only ones that you know he got hurt he came back out on the field he was one of the only ones that produced because he didn't he didn't stay off the field after the injury uh Sunday night football options if I like Jared Goff then I like uh Cooks and Cup pay attention um I still do like Odell Beckham he does face a keep to leave which might keep some of the ownership off of him uh, so you're gonna get a high fl- you're gonna get a high flyer um, at very at very low ownership now in a prime time slate, you know a prime time slate, and then you get a showdown slate. He's probably gonna be really really high um, even with the matchup. So that might be the spot to fade him. Um, trying to pay attention to Rashad Higgins. Um, he's still questionable. Somebody had said that he was out this morning, and I was like, that's completely fucking false because it's 7 a.m. News didn't come out, and as of last night, when I was finishing up at about one o'clock this morning, um, he was still questionable, but it looked like he was going to play. So, uh, pay attention to that. I like him on the other side. 
because he's facing one of my guys that I like to target in uh, Marcus Peters, who was a bag of dog shit but for some reason. Pro Football Focus loves him, and they he's rated very highly. He's fucking he's spare parts, bud. Moving on to tight end. Forty-eight minutes. I was hoping to have this done in half an hour, and I'm just keep talking, keep talking. Let's go. Uh, tight ends. Cash game tight ends. Uh, top two I like from FanDuel. Travis Kelsey. Uh, really consistent tight end. Uh, definitely going to be involved against Baltimore Ravens. And then you have Zach Ertz, who is actually for being the number two behind uh, Travis Kelsey. Now, he's fifth. He's fifth on Yahoo. So you're dropping four pl- down four players to get to to get to Zach Ertz. So that makes Ertz really, really viable over there. Um, if you have the money, uh, you have to look with all the injuries in the... Um, <laughs> I fucked up. Okay, I put a lot cheaper than Kelsey and also has a great matchup against Detroit. And with all the injuries in the secondary, he will be heavily relied on. Um, yeah, that should say... That should say, in the wide receiving core, imagine that, I found a bad, uh, so it, it's because of the injuries to the, his own wide receiving uh, brethren over there, um, that's accurate, becomes uh, just an absolute target monster. Um, if you can fit him in, I, that's the guy that I want to fit in. Uh, do have Mark Andrews, who's going to be super highly owned uh, matchup against the Chiefs with Lamar Jackson. Um, so he's kind of the guy that I want to fade in GPP. Uh, the guy I'm kind of relying on is Greg Olson. Tight ends have smashed the Cardinals so far this year. And with a rookie quarterback at the helm, I would expect Olson to be completely viable. Now, he's listed as questionable, but... Um, all reports are that he is he is not really questionable. It's kind of it's they had to list him as questionable just because he he had taken some time off, but um, he's he's not hurt. He's fine. So if that questionable tag going into Sunday is going to keep his ownership low, hey, fuck it, let's roll. Uh, GPP George Kittle still love him. Uh, Jimmy G loves him too. He's just been incredibly unlucky to start this year. So if you need a pivot spot at a high end, uh, George Kittle is definitely viable. I like Evan Ingram against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, secondary should be busy uh, with Daniel Jones as long as he doesn't ignore him like Eli did last week, which was horrendous. So. I mean, out of the two, I'd rather probably actually start Kittle before I'm going to start Evan Ingram and just let uh, Saquon have all the fun in that one. I did write up TJ Hawkinson. I'm not very big on him. Uh, but if I really like Detroit, then I have to like Hawkinson a little bit in this matchup. Um, and you may get a, you, you should actually get him for a lot lower ownership based on the fact that he just tanked, you know, tanked out last week, which I was worried about. And I said, you know, on DK, where the price wasn't adjusted and he was low, that was the only spot that he was viable. So don't yell at me if you had TJ Hawkins in your lineup because I fucking told you that um, in the write-up itself. 
uh, Sunday Night Football option at tight end. Uh, you do have Jared Everett. Uh, Tyler Higby should be out uh, for tomorrow night's game. Uh, not usually on Jared Everett. I like to stay away. But um, he's definitely viable uh, without Higby taking up all the snap shares. Uh, you will see one of the backup tight ends in there, but I believe Jared Everett should be on the field uh, more often than not, probably for you know almost all snaps. Moving on to defense, there's two main there's two main defenses that you're going to put in. And you're going to fucking pay up for them, all right? Because I'm not going to hear I'm not going to hear anything else for cash. You're going to either use the Dallas Cowboys against the Miami Dolphins, or you're going to use the New England Patriots against the Jets. Reason being is you don't want to get fucking cute. These both offenses suck. Miami's putting Josh Rosen in there. So if you want to not use Dallas because, you know, Josh Rosen might provide a spark, I get it. But then use the Patriots. And in fact, on I believe it was I believe it was Yahoo. It's five bucks cheaper to use in the Daniel Patriots um, than it was on, you know, all the other sites. Let me see here. Yeah, I used the New England Patriots. It's five bucks cheaper. That five bucks came in handy to fill in the rest of the roster. Now, if you did want to go, if you did want to go down, I'm only going to put you down to where the Buffalo Bills are. Um, I said, if you need a savings, they're good to go. But seriously, just think about the top two first. Um, since he's giving up a lot of points to defenses, um, not nearly as astronomical as what was given up to the New England Patriots, you know, and who the Dallas Cowboys face this week. But if you want to pay down, fine. But seriously, think about the top two first before you do that. And think about whether or not your lineup is viable. GPP, um, rookie cornerback, so Buccaneers are in play. Uh, don't really like it, but as far as a pay-down option, especially on um, Yahoo, they're only 12 bucks, which puts them 2 bucks above uh, what your most of your minimum price is. So I think they're viable more right in there uh, for a cost-saving value. Otherwise, they're they're kind of like mid to upper um, upper half uh, as far as cost. So uh, Minnesota Vikings against Oakland. Oakland's coming in really nicked up uh, with Josh Jacobs and Tyrell Williams. Now I know both of them are expected to play, um, but that might be a nice option for everybody on there. The defenses are a little shallow this week because there's not really that much that I can find that I think is viable. I know guys have been talking about using uh, New Orleans defense against Seattle in Seattle. I'd advise you not to do it, and I know you're getting an incredible savings. But Seattle is not not the team. Seattle is not the team to attack. I made that mistake last week. Now, it almost worked out because Pittsburgh, you know, didn't get their, uh, I believe it was a fumble recovery for a touchdown. But uh, that was really all that they did. They didn't really do too much. They just kind of were blah. Didn't kill you. And I know they're minimum price, but 
I'd much rather see you guys pay up and not get cute with it because there's quite a possibility you're not going to see a 30 point defense, but you could see a 15, you could see, you know, a good 15 to 18 points out of one of those top two defenses, especially um, just because you have so much turnover potential and turnover potential turns gives you more of a possibility for more points because if you get the interceptions and the fumble recoveries, you never know when there's going to be that time that they're going to run in and score. So that's why, you know, say last week, I had New England and Baltimore on there. I do still like I liked Baltimore until I found out about the injuries the next day, and then it was just kind of like, oh, I should really, I really need to change that, and that that's why I should have had the podcast done the podcast Sunday morning, and that was a disservice to everybody. But uh, that is the write up. Going to try to have that double podcast weekend, you know? Right? Well, actually triple because I wanted to have that Thursday, that Thursday for the Thursday night slate. Although it hasn't worked out. I'm really sucking on that Thursday night slate. I got to really rethink my strategy on there. But I think I kind of called it. I just didn't play it with the defenses and go with the field goal kickers. So <laughs> maybe I should just start taking my own fucking advice. But uh, as for I'm going to leave you, I'll be in the chat uh, definitely Sunday morning. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at any point in time or tag me in the. Uh, full-time DFS Slack chat at RoyDog underscore 13. And uh, I'll try and answer your question as soon as I can. I have quite a busy little Saturday planned here. Get some cleaning up done. Uh, get some running around town. So, But I have my phone on me, so I'm definitely available for everybody if you have any questions. So if I don't talk to you today, talk to you on Sunday.